Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Happy Mother's Day. Hope you're lying in bed eating chocolate and getting thoroughly spoiled while you're listening to this. We are brought to you this week and every week from now on by the lovely Golding Accountancy. They're an accountancy firm based in Essex, but they work all over the country and they are honestly the nicest bunch of people you'll ever meet. I know uh, one of them, <laughs> one of the directors um, who helps me because I do a little bit of accounts here and there, but I'm obviously not qualified and he always helps me out so much and he's such a good guy. I always recommend them to everyone. So it made sense, really, that I can now recommend them to the world. Wearegolding.com. If you're in need of any help with your accounts, they are the people to talk to. So thank you for sponsoring us, you very nice people. This week, I had a fascinating chat with the lovely Cleona Byrne, who is a body positive parenting coach. Try saying that after you've had a couple of glasses of wine. So she got in touch with us um, last year to say that she'd like to come on and talk about what she does. And I'm, I've suffered with a body image all my life, as I'm sure the majority of women have. So for me, it's always been a really big deal how I raise my children to have positive body images. Is that the right way? Yeah, be positive about their body image. I just, I wasted so much of my childhood and teen years and 20s being so obsessed with what I looked like and not liking it that I just wasted my life I could have been having so much more fun not worrying about what I bloody looked like so I really want to instill that into my children so it was a really good chat um just finding out what you can do it's quite hard to listen to because I've been on a diet for my whole life and obviously that's not (laughs) my kids are going to be aware of that so it's kind of Sometimes it's going to be about changing your behaviour and how you deal with food and body image, obviously, because you are the example to your kids, aren't you? So, yeah, it's um, I took a lot from it and will continue to work on that. But, yeah, I hope you enjoy it and see you on the other side. Bye. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Work. Work. Has your brain stopped working? <laughs> yes, honestly. And like I, I'm here in, in France, right? So I oh, find are you? Yeah, I live in Paris. So since I've oh, gone wow. into lockdown, I find I'm losing words. Yeah. <laughs> like and it's not because I'm speaking in French all the time, it's just because I'm speaking with my partner. And then yeah. like he's he's English, there's no excuse. But every so often I'll be like, I can't remember certain words or um I don't know. I feel like I'm constantly having brain farts. Like there's this yes. constant fog. Yeah. <laughs> Are you the same? Yeah. I, I actually I messaged my friend because I was like, what if I'm getting dementia? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm getting older. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. It's, everyone's like that at the moment. But I was like, I literally, I mean, I do have, my memory is terrible anyway. It, it, it just is. Um, but thinking of words, like I'm having a conversation with someone and I honestly, I know what I want to say. I am kind of a bit like that anyway, but it's got so much worse. But he said, everyone's like it. But I'm like, why? Why is this? I don't happening? know why that's happening. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so like this weird, mental isn't block. it? Yeah. I don't know if we're out of the habit of talking with other people. It's out of our close circles. And with your close circle, you usually can communicate even with like an eyebrow. You know, you don't need to communicate in the same way. Yeah, I think it's that we're losing that outside skill where you need more vocab and you need you need more to describe and explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know because we're not really doing any. Well, I say we're not doing anything. We're homeschooling. If you've got kids, you're homeschooling, and if you're working, and on top of everything else, I mean, I I literally Hoover twice a day now. The kids are home. (laughs) Because I have, I've got quite a small place and they just make so much mess. And I've got a cat who's really fluffy. Oh, <laughs> well, like, I just can't, like, after lunch, I have to hoover. And then after, like, dinner, I have to hoover because otherwise it just makes me stressed out. But it's like, so I, I'm not, not doing anything because someone said it's like, because you're not using your brain as much. It's kind of, or because you don't, I don't know, maybe you don't need to think about, you've got so much to take in, I suppose, haven't we? Like we've got so much to adjust to because it's so weird. Mm. I don't know if it's like a safety mechanism that your brain kind of <laughs> just... So it's primal. Stops. Yeah. 
you don't need to worry about words it's fine yeah Just, you know I'm, I'm in survival mode you know like I, yeah. I think that's it it's like I'm in survival mode right now and I don't need to think about the stuff on the outside it's just the stuff that's happening because like our brains are overloaded at the moment with yeah. everything we have to juggle and then not having the same freedom as before and then yep. there's a grieving of that freedom and there's a lot yeah. going on there's a lot yeah there's a lot going on we're joined well I'm joined today I'm gonna say say we by the lovely cleaner who is a body positivity parenting coach. (laughs) I wrote that down. So I know I'd say it properly. I thought, oh, why don't I write it down? Because all the people tell me and I'm just like, and then I've got to remember, which obviously is very hard for me (laughs) to remember anything. So yes. So tell us everything. What, firstly, I want to know what you're doing in France, in Paris. I've never been to Paris. So I'm going to come and visit you because I need you to go. So I am, well, I'm born and raised, I was born and raised in Ireland, and then I lived in a few different places. I went to the US for a while, then I was in Milan and Italy for two years. You look about 15. Yeah. (laughs) I'm wise, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But I moved around a bit as an adult, and then um, almost five years ago, I decided that I wanted to come to Paris, and I did, like, two weeks later. I was living in Milan, and two weeks later, I found a job, moved over, I like, wasn't fluent in French or anything. Like I can speak French well now, but at the time I was just like, oh, bonjour, croissant, <laughs> you know, this kind of stuff. Um, and now I've been here since and I plan to stay here, but it, I don't know, just drew me. Um, I had itchy yeah. feet and I liked to move around, but since I've come here, it just suits me. And the one negative though is with lockdown, I can't go home. Like I haven't been home now in oh, God, a year and a half, I think nearly, no less than that. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't been well, it's a it. year, isn't it? It's nearly a year since. Wow. Yeah, and I the, before lockdown started, I last time I went home was in the November before. Okay. So oh, that's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the one thing about it. It's like being far from home because before I could just hop on a plane and I was home yeah. in no time. But how so? Nice. How's it been there with lockdown? Has it been similar to here, or are they dealing with it a lot better? Um, well, I'd say it, it depends. I on think everyone's dealing with it a lot better. Yeah, than us. and America, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, here it's like we have this six p.m. curfew, which is okay. really bizarre because it's like, um, yeah, you can't go out after six o'clock. So you have to try get everything done during the day. Like if you want to yeah. go to your food shop or go for a walk, anything. And some of my friends find that way more stressful. Whereas for me, I'm like. I work for myself so if I have a spare hour I can pop out and do my food shop or whatever it's not the same as for them we'd have to be connected to the computer and so I found it okay but it is a bit it's a bit odd um and yeah things are closed apart from essential shops and certain shops like clothes and things but um it is what it is I've adjusted now I'm I'm adapting (laughs) this new lifestyle (laughs) so what what jobs did you do then that took you around Oh, so I worked as, um, in Ireland, I was a journalist. And then okay. when I moved to Milan, I worked in copywriting for a design firm. Okay. when I moved to uh, France, in the beginning, I worked in social media. Okay. And I hated it after a while. <laughs> and I decided I really had to change that off because it was making yeah. me miserable. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. It just yeah. wasn't for me. Um, so then I changed and I re-studied and got qualified in coaching. And uh, well, I guess I'll explain how I got to where I am then. Yes, yeah. And I started coaching with 
body image and body confidence and helping with this. And I was with something you've always been interested in. Always. Yeah. Because I had my own journey of really disliking my body. Yeah. I used to always be doing diets, trying to lose weight. Like I wanted to lose weight from the age of, I'd say maybe 10, maybe even younger. Um, Yeah. And then as a teenager, I had an issue with my jaw where it was kind of like an overbite or an underbite, but instead it went to the side. So I couldn't close my teeth properly and it was, it was a nuisance really, but mental health I could face. Yeah. I had this whole idea in my head that once I lost weight and once I had this operation, my life would become this like sparkling, wonderful thing. And I'd be like, I don't know, a girl in a yogurt ad who's laughing like, ha ha ha, I'm so slim and happy. I don't know. I had this idea anyway. Yeah. I I lost weight and I had the operation and then I realized I didn't feel any different. And it was nothing to do with how I looked. It was really how uh, how I felt about myself. Yeah. So that all happened when I still lived in Ireland and I went through this journey of figuring myself out, being my own friend, getting comfortable with my body. So when I came to like changing my career, I realized that this is something that everyone struggles with and I can help people with it. And I learned the skill set to actually help people with this problem. So then I started working as that and I was helping people with their body image and taking on clients and it was wonderful. But when I started working with people, they kept coming to me with the same thing. And it was about how their parents felt about bodies and the things their parents had done and the things their parents had said to them. For example, if you've ever had a family member who said a negative comment about your body, you never forget it. Like it sticks to you. It's like glue. I always use the example of if you had a granny who told you it's thick legs or something, you will never forget that comment. It will stick with you for the rest of your life. My Um, nan, I think I was about six and she said to me that fat chills quick because I was cold and I've never forgotten that and I don't remember anything. (laughs) But yeah, there you go. That is a great example. Yeah. And that scares people. And um, Mm -hmm. then if their parents were always like doing things like saying negative things about bodies or dieting, all this stuff, it formed how they felt about their bodies. And then a lot of the people I was working with at that time were moms. I'm, I'm mostly working with moms now too, but yeah. they were like, okay, I had this awful thing that was said to me and different things that happened when I was growing up. It's now formed how I feel about myself. And now I'm doing the same thing to my kids. And I don't, I want them to not feel that pain because there's, there really is nothing worse than not liking how you look. Yeah. That feeling you get when you're in the changing room and your skin just goes, oh, or just being in a social situation where you're like, I feel so uncomfortable in my body. Yeah. All feelings, looking in the mirror and thinking, I look tired, I look fat, I look whatever. All yeah. of that is horrible. And no one wants their kid to feel it, but no one yeah. knows how to prevent it. Yeah. So that led me on to then creating what I do now, which is the body positive parenting and helping yeah. parents to like their bodies. So yeah. they can show through example to their kids how to do the same. Yeah. So that's how it works. Yeah, that's definitely, I think we're the most important because it's hard, obviously, isn't it, with the world as it is. I mean, it's better now than when I was younger because it was the waif look when I was in my, uh, when your, see, words, (laughs) influence, when I was in my, like, being influenced. Because I remember when I was six, I knew that I was fat. So it's been since I was six, I've had that, you know, I need to change how I look exactly the same. If I'm skinny, I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. But it, 
but that was the world around me as well. Now there are a lot more, it's a lot more about body positivity, isn't it? You can be any shape you want to be. It's all about being happy, but it's still, it's still there. Like with the fashions, like, so it's the, the stuff that used to bother me. I remember when I was young was the clothes sizes. Like I couldn't get the clothes that I wanted to get when I was probably eight, nine, because they didn't fit me. Kids clothes were, they were made for skinny kids. And now, so with my girls, they're 10 and seven, the 10 year olds in age 13 to 14 and the seven year olds in age nine to 10, but because they're filling out, you know, they're developing, they, they don't really care. The older one likes it because she thinks she's all grown up. She's wearing older clothes, you know, but I know that that would have really upset me, you know, when I was a kid, but please God, I don't think, I mean, my, my kids aren't like how I was. They're not, I mean, they're not skinny, but they're not, I, I was a fat kid, they're not fat. Um, but they're obviously still aware. And obviously now they're getting older, like the older one obviously is, she's becoming aware of her body changes starting to happen. She's starting to like boys, you know? So mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that they don't hate themselves because I hated myself and I really don't want them to be like that. So oh, yeah, and how do you do it? I mean, the, <laughs> how do you do it? Yeah, that's the thing. And before I explain how to do it, I'm just going to say, the thing with the clothes is such a strong one because I had that too. I didn't fit into <laughs> like the age group I was supposed to fit yeah. into, nowhere near it. And that sends the message to kids from a very young age that we're made to fit clothes rather than clothes are made to fit us. Yes. And yeah, we start yeah. to think from a young age, like, okay, I'm age six, therefore I should fit into the age group for six. Yes. And I don't, there's something wrong with me because this yeah. is what I'm told yeah. I should fit into. So I hate this system. It doesn't work. It should just yeah. be like, I don't know, one, two, three, four or something where it's, um, it's not based on age. It's just size. Yeah. Well, exactly. Because kids grow at all different sizes, don't they? I mean, some of the girls in yeah. Juno's class are absolutely tiny. She's my youngest daughter because at that age, they're so, when they're seven, you know, it, they grow at all different rates, don't they? So the whole thing's crazy anyway. It makes no sense. Yeah. But when you're a kid, it, it can get into your head, you know? Yeah. But Right, so to answer the second bit then on how to, to do it, the only way to do it is to be the role model of someone who actually feels comfortable in their body. So for example, yeah. right, if you, I'm just going to paint a few scenarios because I think anyone listening will be like, okay, I definitely fit into one or a few <laughs> or all of these. Um, for example, let's say you're going to the beach. I know none of us are going to the beach at the moment, but <laughs> think back to the good old days. And um, mm. you're going to the beach and beforehand there's a big deal about needing to look good for the beach so maybe dieting maybe there's a big fuss about trying to get a bikini or swimsuit that fits then being at the beach and being really uncomfortable the whole time holding body image that's uncomfortable refusing to be in any of the images that's sending a message to your kids that you need to be a certain way to go to the beach and mum doesn't feel good at the beach yeah think of the message that sends versus going to the beach and just having a good time and being in the yeah. photographs wearing whatever wear a burkini it doesn't matter what you wear but yeah. just feeling good in yourself that's that's showing the kids okay this is how to feel good in yourself it's just going and doing it and the same for things like eating like if the parent is at home dieting and weighing out food and weighing themselves and doing all of this stuff it's sending the message of the goal is to be thin thin is fast versus the parent just eating the same as everyone else and everyone just yeah. eating and it not being a big deal. So it's about changing how we behave. But the only way to change the behavior is to genuinely feel it. 
So when I'm working with parents, in the, the first week is all about, well, what really makes you uncomfortable? And we get really yeah. honest about it. We talk about stretch marks, bellies, saggy boobs, all of it. Let's just get it out there. Let's talk about what caused it, what's making you feel that way. And we just get it all out in the open. Because most of the time, no one, most people won't really talk about these deep things that we feel insecure about because it's almost embarrassing to admit, well, you know, I can't, I, I will never wear a sleeveless top because I hate the top of my arms. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So many people feel that way. That so we me. just get all of that out there. And then we start talking about the things we can do to actually start feeling good about your body. So the whole way, in order to make your kids feel good about their bodies, the parent needs to feel good about their body yeah. first. And then they'll show through example on how to do it. And it's that simple. It's happening already. The way you feel about your body is the way that your child is forming their yeah. beliefs. They're seeing what you're doing and copying yeah. it or believing the yeah. same thing. And that's how it starts. Um, yeah. So it's about breaking that cycle. But that's hard because it's, it's hard to fix how you feel about yourself. I mean, I, I feel the best I've ever felt. I'm, but I think after you've had kids and you, as you get older, you start realizing that all that shit doesn't matter. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. That's the wonderful thing about when you do get older is you don't actually give a shit. Plus I'm working out a lot and I like the way that I look now. Well, not completely, but you know, but I, I try and have a positive example for my children because I work out in front of them and they come to the gym or they were coming to the gym with me when we could go and I needed to take them. So they're aware that exercise is important. They still won't do, do Joe Wicks every day without me putting them out of bed. So unfortunately that's not, <laughs> they don't want to do that bit, but I weigh my food because I calorie count, but I, they are aware of, and we do kind of, we do normally eat the same thing, but like tonight I'm making them pizza and I won't have that because that'll pretty much be all the day's calories. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, mm -hmm. so I'll eat different, but it's hard because I don't want to, I don't want to stop calorie counting. Do you know what I mean? Like if I, if I just ate whatever they ate, then I would put on weight and I don't want to put on weight. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, it's getting that balance, you know, Yeah, um, everyone I work with is the same. They're like, I want to, I still want to lose weight. I still want to be the shiny sparkly thing that I mentioned for my own story. Yes. That I thought yeah, I would yeah, get yeah. To. They still want that. And there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look after yourself or do these things. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The thing though, is like how those things are communicated to the kids. I'll, I'll take exercise as an example. Um, Exercise could be, okay, kids, I'm exercising in order to be slim, to lose weight, and to look a certain way. So that's one way it could be communicated. Yeah. So then kids think exercise is for that. Or it could be communicated in, I like to do this because it makes me feel good. Yeah. And then exercise is about feeling good. But what has to be genuine is that's how you genuinely feel. You genuinely yeah. feel like exercise because it makes me feel good. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's and I saved like to... me through lockdown. Exercise has saved me. And that's, I do tell that to the girls. Like it makes me feel, and the, my older one's kind of starting to have hormonal changes. And I'm like, start working out as soon as you can. You mean, she hasn't got to go crazy, but I was like, it will help lift your mood so yes. much. So I have kind of instilled that. 
I, I try not to talk about weight in front of them because I know how damaging it was for me, for my parents talking about it. I was very aware of what I looked like, very aware that I wasn't normal. Um, and I don't want to do that to my kids. But so I don't talk about, I mean, maybe we do talk about it. I had it with my eldest daughter. She came back from school. She didn't want to wear her coat. This was when she was like in year one. So she was like five, six she didn't want to wear her coat that she had because it made her look fat. And she was not at all. She was, they were both very slim when they were little. They've kind of started putting on more weight as they're starting to develop, which is what happens. Um, but I knew that had come from another kid in the class. And I was like, oh my God, how do I deal with that? Because I was like, she's, she's, not, she's not fat, you know. So we have spoken about it from a very young age. And I'm like, it doesn't matter what you look like. People are all different shapes and sizes. So, and I think that they're okay. They're not showing signs of worrying about what they look like. I think they're both quite confident. I don't know, it's hard, isn't it, sometimes, because you just think, what if there's stuff going on that you don't see? But I do try to, even though we do, I'm obviously worried about what I eat and I do exercise, I try to not make it... Yeah, it's hard, though, because it's a fine line, isn't it? It's a fine line, because the thing is, no matter what they're seeing, you do that. You're seeing you do that so yeah this it's it's really tough right because this is what happens no parent wants their kid to feel that and then when something happens the immediate response is no you're beautiful you're this you're that yeah and we all know that when we're feeling really bad someone could tell us we're beautiful a million times yeah and just won't need anything because yeah. we're like, okay, you're just saying that, but I know the truth. I know that I'm too fat for my coat or I'm this or I'm that. Yeah. And it's really hard. And that's what every single person I work with comes to me with this. They're like, I keep telling my kids they're great and they're not listening to me. And I'm like, no, of course they're not. <laughs> Cause like, yeah. if you're not feeling good, you're not going to listen to anyone. No one can break through that wall. The only person who can make you feel better is yourself. Yeah. And that's tough because when we don't feel good, and we all do this, right? We look outward into finding something that will make us feel better. So yeah. we go, you know, in the direction of a diet or, um, I don't know, doing some kind of like Pilates course or something like that. We're like, let me find something that will make me feel better. Let me find this golden ticket. Yeah. But actually, the thing that's going to make us feel better is ourselves. Yeah. Because we can all be our worst inner critics and saying these horrific things to ourselves that we would never ever say to a, yeah. anyone a friend yeah. Child, yeah. whoever but we do it so it's about changing that voice of the inner critic and starting to accept some things about ourselves like for example when I went through the phase of um deciding that I was going to stop trying to make myself smaller and that I yeah. was worthy of taking up space I gained weight and in the beginning I was like I don't know if I'm comfortable with this weight that I'm carrying on my body and then over time I was like well if I'm eating nutritious food and looking after myself and doing lots of movements that makes me feel good and this is the shape that my body naturally goes yeah. through yeah yeah this is probably the, sh the size I'm supposed to be yeah and guess what I have the same body as my mom and my granny so this yeah. is just I'm supposed to be and yeah. getting comfortable with that and um I know for example I'm never going to be thin and I'm okay yeah. with that because I'd probably yeah. look pretty weird if I was thin anyway. Yeah. I wouldn't look right. Um, and it's, it's about just embracing, okay, we all come in different shapes and forms. So yeah. I'm going to accept my shape and form and just own it. And 
show the world that I'm owning it yeah. by just not thinking about it too much and being comfortable in myself. But so I think if there were more people who were looked up to, like role models who were bigger, you know, in the select world of celebrity, for example, no one would care anyway. That'd just be normal, wouldn't it? It's just because oh, we're yeah. told you need, your thing is beauty. That's what we all think. Oh, okay. That's what I need to be. So if that, if that was changed, because everyone is different shapes and sizes. I'd never be skinny. I haven't got that. I'm just not like that. And I wouldn't really want to be. Yeah, everyone is different. Everyone's different. I'm everyone. five foot four. I'm never going to be five foot ten. Well, yeah, it's but like the happening. way we, we treat um, size is ridiculous in a lot of ways because we interchangeably, the words thin and healthy are used. And yes. that is so far from the truth because you can be yeah. healthy at every size. This has been proven time and time again. And thin doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy whatsoever. You can be thin and very unhealthy. So we need to stop doing that in society because larger bodies have always existed. You know, there's yeah. always yeah. been larger bodies. We need to get comfortable with it. And we need to stop telling people that you need to look a certain way to be beautiful because yeah, you don't. Well, in some cultures, bigger is beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. It's we've just gone the beautiful. other way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've gone the other way. And it's a bad example for kids, I think, that we keep yeah. saying, this is the body type, this is desirable, this isn't. Because again, yeah. if at home we're discussing bodies and we're praising certain body types, speaking negatively about others, trying to yeah. achieve certain ones, then that's what they believe. And all that stuff on social media, magazines, whatever, that's secondary. That's where they've been told by their family, thin is best. Yeah. And then yeah. they go out into the world and look for evidence that that's true. And sadly, yeah. they're going to be told this because society is quite fat phobic in general. And a lot of people carry around internalized fat phobia where it's like, it's okay for everyone else to be fat, but if I'm fat, that's not okay. Yeah. But, you know, we're sending these messages that we don't even realize we're sending. And the thing is, it's just as easy to send the message of, here's how to feel good in your body. Here's what to do if someone says something negative about you. Here's what to do if you don't feel particularly good today. Because no one feels good every single day. Yeah, yeah. And finding how to deal with your kids in this way. Have the conversation. Show them by being a role model. Do all of this. Yeah. It takes, it takes a little bit of effort. But once you do start doing it, it's second nature. Because we were born liking our bodies. We weren't born disliking yeah. our bodies. Yeah. It's just going back to our roots. Yeah. It's so true. It's, it's the outside influences, I think, that are hard because obviously you can't control them. And it's like with the celebrities endorsing like detox teas and, oh, you know, all that <laughs> shit. But that's, been, yeah. that's always been the way, hasn't it, with different diets that this person's doing. I mean, I couldn't count the amount of diets that I've been on. Do you know what I mean? And it's oh, like, yeah. diets don't work. You know, it's, if you want to lose weight, for the right reasons, you know, it's just, it's, it's consistency, isn't it? It's working out and basically eating less than, you know, than the calories that you're exerting. That's how you lose weight, but healthily. But it's yeah, but hard to, you know, if, if society that we live in, if the main aim is just to be skinny and like with the supermodels and stuff, my um, niece had a friend who wanted to go into modeling. She was beautiful and all, and she was a really nice girl. And, it's lovely, but it's like that's such a it's a funny world to be in because you're measured all the time and mm -hmm. people don't eat, they just smoke. And it's like it's a nice idea, but 
actually how healthy is that to go into that kind of work yeah it's not (laughs) that's the thing it's not a healthy place to be where you like if you're in a profession that says to you you're not to eat and you're to smoke and we're going to measure you all the time how could that be good for you yeah you know how it's just and then people being told you you can never be in because you're not the right or whatever um if we if we treated height in the same way the world would be different. Like if it was like, you can only be healthy if you're tall and if you're short, yeah. you're not healthy. So mm-hmm. you need to work on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, it'd be ridiculous, but we do this with, with size all the time. Yeah. And um, yeah. again, your body's going to do what, it, our bodies are intelligent. You know, they, they know, they send us signals for what they want. They let us know when we're yeah. thirsty, when we need to go to the loo. Like they, they tell us what we need to do. Yeah. And when we ignore that and go against it, it causes us to become quite dis like we're no longer attached to ourselves. We're denying yeah. our needs and wants for it to achieve something else completely and ignoring that our body is ours. We only get one body and we have a choice. Yeah. Are we going to love it or are we going to hate it? Are we going to get along with it? What? Because the thing is our bodies, even when we tell it, you're ugly, you're not good enough, you're this, you're that. Our bodies keep working. They don't give up on us. Yeah. It's the thing that's keeping us alive. And it's about having that bit of gratitude towards it and feeling good. Yeah. And the thing is, it's just those little things that can change how we see that body. So one of the biggest things I tell all my clients to do, and it's super simple, is to start smiling at themselves. Now, I call this mirror magic. And here's how it works, right? If you smile at yourself, even if it's a fake smile, like a forced fake smile, it's going to cause your brain to release serotonin, which makes you feel good. Yeah. So what I get everyone to do is every time they see themselves in the mirror, in their reflection in the storefront, when they turn on their camera, the camera's facing them and they look like a thumb. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Smile at yourself, right? Smile at yourself. It's going to release serotonin, which makes you feel good. And over time, you'll, you'll associate seeing yourself with feeling good. Yeah. Right? So that's going to completely change your relationship with the mirror. And your kids are going to see you doing that. And then they will start doing it because they're like, when mom sees herself, she smiles. I'm going to smile too. And then in their like, body, they're releasing serotonin and over time associating seeing themselves with feeling good. So it has this ripple effect. It's very simple. And this is the type of stuff I do with mums. It's like, okay, let's do this tiny thing that doesn't cost anything, doesn't take any yeah. time out of your day. You're already looking at yourself as it is. And let's just change it a little bit and see how you feel about yourself. And if everyone listening to this did that, I promise after one week, your relationship with yourself is going to totally change just yeah. by doing that. Oh, I'm going to start. Do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, because think about it. If you saw a friend... I know we're wearing masks now, but let's say you saw a friend, you wouldn't frown yeah. at them and then be like, hey, you, fatty, yeah. fatty, whatever. You wouldn't do that, but we do it to ourselves. I do so do that. We all do it, right? So it's about changing it. And another little bit is, if you usually say negative things to yourself, start saying positive instead. So yeah. smile at yourself and let's say your, your brain goes, oh, my tummy's too big. Then just respond to yourself and say, you know what? My tummy's really cuddly. It created life. It's doing good stuff. It's keeping me going. Yeah. It's not so bad. I quite like it. Like saying these positive things. Yeah. And you can do that out loud with your kids. Be like, you know what? I do say that to my kids because they take the mickey out of my belly because obviously I've got baby belly. But I'm like, that's because I've had babies and it's nice to cuddle like it's squidgy. 
Judo said to me the other day, she's like, I don't like it because you've lost weight and you're not as comfortable. And I was like, see, you need, you need something to cuddle. It's nice to have something to cuddle. Yeah. And that belly, it created life. It created belly. Exactly. It's, like, it's your <laughs> fault. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's taking the mickey out of me. But yeah. I mean, it's, I wouldn't change it for the world, you know. But yeah, it's, it's, it's very important for me to make sure that they don't feel upset like I did just because they don't look the same as, I mean, they're not the same as I was. But I mean, I always remember when I went to university, my roommate next door, is that right, roommate? She wasn't my roommate. She was my next door neighbour. She was five foot ten, really slim, beautiful. She thought she was fat. And I'd never met anyone before who was slim who thought they were fat. And I was like, but you're, you're really not fat. And she, But she was. And I was like, oh, my God, you don't, people don't see themselves as other people see us. No, nope. you know I mean, like you've got an idea of yourself that is completely different to how you actually look, but you genuinely feel like that. And that was the first time I'd realised that it doesn't matter what you look like. You know, you, if you don't feel good about yourself, because I always looked at beautiful people as thinking, oh, they've got it easy because they just must be happy all the time. But that's so not true. It's is not it? true. Like, it's not. And you could, for example, let's think of celebrities that are, you know, beautiful and they may have the confidence to get up on stage or do whatever, but behind that, they may have no self-esteem because your self-esteem is all about your relationship with yourself and whether or not you like yourself. And if you don't like yourself, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are. Like none of this actually has anything to do with our appearances. We could be the most perfect, glorious, whatever, whatever, and still feel bad about ourselves. Or we could be someone who wouldn't be considered good looking in society and feel amazing about ourselves. Yeah. It's all about our relationship with ourselves and really what other people think of us doesn't matter. And it's when, once you start to get to that point where you're like, I don't care if people think I'm good looking. I don't care if people are whatever, whatever they think of me. There's such freedom in that. Yeah. And being able yeah. to show that to your kids too. Like, I don't care what Mary down the road thinks of me. I'm going to do whatever. Like I'm out in my pajamas, get over it, Mary. It doesn't matter. (laughs) But having the confidence to do that compared to, oh, Mary's down the road. I better put on my good coat and put on some makeup in case she sees me. Yeah, yeah. You know, like those are two really different messages. And kids copy. Like you can tell your kids all day long, love yourself, love your body. But then if you're not doing it yourself, well, then they're... They're not going to take the message you want them to take. They're going to do as you do rather than as you say. Yeah. And that's how it works. And we, again, if everyone thinks back to their parents' relationships with their own bodies, we're usually copying that and repeating it. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. It's it's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. Being a parent is really hard. Have you got children? I don't. That's the thing. I am an ex-child, though. But um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <laughs> but it's because I was working with people that I got led down to this. And I, yeah, it, the funny thing is, right? I in the beginning when I was working with body image, um, I was talking a lot with people about things that happened later in life, like looking at the secondary stuff, which is like social media and the media. Yeah. And I didn't go 
as deep as I should have in the beginning because I ignored the fact that a lot of the stuff I felt about my body did come from how the women in my family talked about bodies. Yeah. For example, my, like a lot of the women in my family were always on diets and these are the women who are, I have the same body type as, okay. Yeah. Always on diets. Um, they would say things like, oh, such a person so slim. They would compliment me if I had clearly lost weight say be silent if I had gained weight all these things and it added up to me having this really strong feeling about my weight but I didn't dare go that deep at the time because I realized I I don't know I I shied away from it even though I knew my heart and soul this is when it starts it started at the age of 10 there has to be a reason for that yeah and then talking to parents and I did a huge amount of like surveys and interviews talking to parents and then saying this is how I feel. This is how my parents felt. And I don't want my kids to feel the same. How do yeah. I fix this? Yes. And yeah. me being like, okay, I have the answer to this. I'm going to help you figure it out because it's, it's simple enough to do it. But like parents have this thing and we, we all have it where it's like, I want to put the oxygen mask on the kids first. Never mind me. Yeah. But you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself. Cause if you know, you put it on them and then you pass out. You're no good to anyone. Yeah. And it's yeah. the same with body image. Every parent is like, no, love your body. Love yourself. Be great. Be great. I want you to love yourself. And they don't put the mask on themselves. Yeah. And the answer yeah. is figure out yourself, liking your body. And you're yeah. naturally going to teach them how to like yeah. their own. Yeah. Because you'll actually have the answers because you'll know yeah. it. You'll, you are the person who likes themselves. It's easier. Yeah. And kids pick up on, they know. If you, do, if you hate yourself, but you're telling them to love themselves, they won't buy it because they, they can tell. Read. They read yeah. you like a book. Oh, they, they see yep. the body language. They see, um, for example, like if, if mum goes into the bedroom to get ready to go somewhere, not that we're going anywhere anymore, but you go into the bedroom <laughs> to go somewhere. And next thing there's like sighing and huffing and puffing and trying on like five different dresses. And yeah. This, you're like you can't help it your body language is going to totally change you're in a bit of a like mood before you go out the door and the kids see that they see it you know you don't have to stand there and be like I don't like my body but everything you're doing says I don't like my body yeah yeah so instead of just going in and being like oh I guess we're going to Mary's party tonight I'll put this on let's go like (laughs) yeah that's the difference so it's about getting to that place and it's uh, yeah. it's way more enjoyable to be in the place where you're in the family photos, you're wearing what you want, not hiding beneath baggy clothes. And um, you can wear the bikini if you want to wear the bikini. You can go to the social yeah. events and not feel bad in your body. That's a way better place to be well, than it's in the place. Freedom. I freedom. wish to God I was I've been obsessed with how I look since I was six. And I wished it would have been so nice if I actually enjoyed my childhood and my teenagers. I wouldn't, I used to tie a coat around my waist because I've got a big bum. Like I would never show my bum. I was paranoid about it. And I just wish that I didn't have all that shit carried, carrying all that shit around with me because what's the fucking point? It didn't make anything any better. No one gave a shit about my ass. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Who cares? Who cares? And the joke of it now is everyone loves a big bum. Yes. No. It's like, who, who cares? But I, yeah, I wish, I just don't want my kids to carry that around because it's what a waste of effort and life as well. I know I would have been so much happier just in general if I didn't think that I was ugly all the time. Oh yeah. And it's awful. It's, it's awful. And it's about, 
the thing is when you're feeling bad about your body, it occupies so much of your mental and emotional energy and also costs yep. you financially a lot of time because you're signing yeah. up to do diets and whatever. But yep. the emotional, like I know myself from my past experiences when I didn't feel good about my body, I think I spent most of my time thinking about my body, thinking about what I was going to eat, thinking about how I was going to move that day, thinking about like, okay, how much weight do I need to lose this week? And, oh, I'm going to measure myself and blah, blah, blah. It took up so much of my energy and thinking about yeah. what other people thought of my body and like, oh, I wonder if they noticed if I lost, that I lost weight or, oh, this yeah. kind of nonsense. And it was a constant dialogue in my head. And yeah. honestly, I could have put that energy, like if I put that energy elsewhere, I'd probably have like three yeah. PhDs by now. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be a millionaire. Millionaire, <laughs> you know, you what just, would I have achieved? Yeah, but even just being happy, even just being happy would just be mm. nice, wouldn't it? Just not completely obsessed the whole time about nothing. But that's what I, I wish that I had this knowledge when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> I would have enjoyed myself so much more. And yeah, I could have, well, you don't know what you could have done, could you? But it's, it's such a shame but it's never too late, you know. No, it's never too is, late. It's never too late. Like the thing is, you can say, "I wish I would discovered this sooner," and we all do. We all wish we just yeah. continued feeling good the way we did when we were toddlers yeah. and running around naked. Yeah. But it's um, even if you start feeling good about yourself tomorrow, that means the rest of your life is spent feeling good. Yep. And that yep. is the biggest gift you can give to yourself. Like I've yeah. had clients that are in their seventies, and they're like, "I need to figure this out. Teach me." And yeah. getting to that place because they're like, okay, I don't have that much time left, but the time I have left, I want to feel good. And yeah, usually yeah. people at that age, they're looking back at photographs from when they were young and they're realizing I was gorgeous and I thought yeah. I wasn't. What's wrong with me? And we all yeah. do that. We can all look back at old photos and think, what was I thinking? Because yeah. we see ourselves as like a different person when we look back at the younger version. Yeah. And like, if only I had realized how great I was. And then they go yeah. back to everyday life and they're like, yeah, but I'm crap now. Yeah. <laughs> and it just continues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's normalized. That's the thing. It's normal. Yeah. Normalized to feel that way in society. But you don't have to. You can feel good. You can wake up in the morning being like, you know what? I'm gorgeous and not worry yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, don't care. Walk down the beach with your cellulite and stretch marks and whatever and not yeah. even toss about it, not yeah. even think about it. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't because they're just normal. It's normal. Isn't it? It's normal. And there's nothing wrong with being so normal. normal. So how do people find you? Do you take clients on from all over the world or do you have to see them in person? Or do oh, you no, do I it, do it on Zoom. Yeah. Okay. I work with people all over the world and um, they can find me on cleanaburn.com. Or um, I'm on Instagram too as Kleena the Coach. Um, yeah. But I'm pretty easy to find because my name's a bit unusual. So if you Google Kleena Burn, you'll find me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll um, C L I O N A. Yeah, and then Burn is B Y O N E. Well, so I'll post me. any way links to you so people yeah. will be able to find you on our page. But thank you so much. That was I really enjoyed that. Thank <laughs> you. Me too. This is good. Yeah, it's lovely to see you and good luck with the French lockdown. Where about you're in Paris, yeah? I'm in Paris, yeah. Beautiful. Well, I will come. I'll the, come and say hi. Come say hi, but eat the pastries. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want macaroons. That's what I want to do. I just want to come oh, and eat macaroons yes. and drink coffee. Oh, yeah. I want to take the girls. We're going to go on the Eurostar when the world goes back to normal. Yeah, and you can go, go to Disneyland as well. They've, been, they've been to Disneyland, actually, because their dad took them. So they've been to Paris. 
and I haven't, which is very unfair. But yeah, I want to, um, yeah, I want to go. I want to go look at art, neat macaroons. Sounds amazing. <laughs> I will be joining you for that. One day, yes. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Oh, it's so lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, it's a, I really enjoyed the chat, but I, it's hard for me to, yeah, I've got to process the information because I do calorie count and I do weigh food and I don't really want to stop doing that, but then I don't want my kids to worry about that stuff. So yeah, it's a bit of a, bit of a tough one, but I did really enjoy it and it was definitely a lot to think on, I think, but hope you enjoyed it. Hope you have a lovely Mother's Day or a lovely whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Thank you for listening to it. If you enjoyed it, then tell your mates, share it about. You can subscribe as well so that every episode every week just ends up on your phone. So you don't have to go and search for it. So that's what I'm doing. So yes, subscribe. Oh, you can give us um, a review as well if you like on iTunes. Work. Don't say nice things, please. Don't say horrible things. Work. <laughs> All right, well, have a lovely day and look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Happy Mother's Day. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.